It's now time for the Main Event Sports Show with your host, Haven Harrington, Rashawn Myers, and produced by Jerry Hazard. The Main Event Sports Show is brought to you by Verizon Wireless, Lavish Life Hair Boutique, The Peer Group. You can follow the Main Event Sports Show at MainEventSports101.com. You can also follow the Main Event Sports Show on Twitter at MeSports. And you can also download the Main Event Sports Show app. Just go to your favorite app store and search Main Event Sports Radio. It's now time for the Main Event. You brought it, man, as usual, man, with the... uh with the nice uh, pastel yellow pants, with the go with the plaid pastel pink bluish mm-hmm. blazer <laughs> with the pinkish shirt, man. I'm telling you, man, like Easter's finest. <laughs> Easter's finest. Well, you know, you know the <laughs> you don't look too bad yourself, have you? Look great. You look good too yesterday. Man, had a great time last night for a great cause. Um, it was one terrific gala took place uh, last night. That's right, man. Uh, the Gallup Gala, uh, benefiting Down Syndrome in Louisville, uh, is one of the greatest organizations in the city of Louisville. They, they just do so many amazing things in the community. Um, and just the fact that, you know, uh, the, uh, all the, you know the, the kids and the adults and, and folks from the Down Syndrome in Louisville actually come and party with the folks is so cool. The energy in the building is so amazing. Um, and I really appreciate the fact that it's gotten bigger and better every year. This, for the first time, you know, this year, uh, it was at Churchill Downs on Millionaire's Row. And it just seems like things are getting bigger and better every year. Um, uh, you know, Miss Diana, uh, you know, it's always been a good friend of the Main Event Sports Show. Um, so, you know, anytime we can do anything for her, uh, we do that. And, you know, being able to bring out the champ, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. being able to bring out the champ and have him come out with us, Evander Holyfield. Uh, along with Real Deal Promotions, James Dixon, Louisville, top-notch TKO boxing. Uh, it was just an amazing night, and uh, uh, it's a great way to kick off the derby season, Jay. Great, great, great night. Man, it was, it was awesome. Now, we surprised everybody with the, the Down Syndrome of Louisville when we brought, like you said, the four-time heavyweight champ Evander Holyfield there. And that was something that was not expected. They didn't expect that to happen, but, you know, we brought him there. And he uh, actually, um, you know, made a, a great donation to the event. While he was there, you know, he said, you know what? Any tickets sold through DownSyndromeLouisville.com, 10% of proceeds will go back to Down Syndrome of Louisville. And that was like, he came off, he was right off the cuff. He was so touched about the event and, you know, what they stood for, man. He was just so happy just to give back immediately. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, and that's huge. I, I think that. Um, you know, the opportunity to give back and the opportunity for everybody to help each other out. You know, that's, that's the spirit of the Main Event Sports Show, and that's the spirit of, you know, the, the champ, Evander Holyfield, and that's the spirit of Down Syndrome of Louisville. So, I mean, it was a perfect, perfect night. Um, just a great time. We got to, 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 to party, you know, to, to turn it up a little bit, you know, we a lot of dancing, a lot party. of laughing. So, it was, it was awesome. We did party. We party hard. You know what? <laughs> and while we're talking about such great events, I want to thank – Dr. Bill Price here at WLOU for repainting here the uh, the, the studio yeah, here. Yeah. It looks good. The red, black, and green. I mean, you guys is going all out. 
I'm telling you, all Black Panther out there, the red, the black, the green, I'm proud of you guys. <laughs> yeah, I'm proud of you too, Hayes. <laughs> join us if you guys are uh, computer savvy. You can join us at uh, WLOU and iTunes, Main Event Sports. And we, since we're speaking of uh, great calls, we have Mrs. Uh, get, let's get to the guest real quick, Haven. And uh, Mrs. Uh, Booker, she's in, and she's having a huge gala herself, Haven. It's coming up next month. And she's here. She's talking for a great cause for autism and Haven. And she's here direct. Ladies and gentlemen, you have to come to support a great cause. And plus, it's going to be a dinner. No telling what they're going to have, Haven. Probably have some ribs, chicken, you know, all that good stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean? Ms. Booker, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me today, Mr. Hazard. I appreciate that. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Tell us what's going on and uh, about this big gala that you got coming up May 11th. Yes, sir. Well, it's going to be taking place at Kai's 2 in Jeffersonville, Indiana mm. on May the 11th. It's a pre-Mother's Day kickoff weekend is what we're entitling it. And uh, it's called Heart of the Community. Mm -hmm. It's going to be from 7 p.m. to 11 p.m. And, yes, it is to benefit our organization's programs that we've got coming up in the month of June. Uh, we have an arts camp and a uh, teen camp. And we have a computer PC library learning program that actually kicks off in June as well that's going to be f every year uh, and these programs are free free uh, free wow. <laughs> wow, wow. well it can be that so why is it that uh, it's important for us to come and support the great cause well um, a lot of people in the community don't know about our organization because we're a small grassroots organization but one of the things that we do that kind of stands as a part is our programs are inclusive uh, we have actually those that are on the spectrum obviously receiving their services, whatever those services may be, but we actually have the students that help other students. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people didn't know that that is something that could be done with somebody that is on the spectrum of autism. You know, one of the things I think we missed here, kind of, let's go back a little bit and let's talk about like what exactly is your organization. It's called Baffle which is uh, the Booker Autism Foundation of Learning. Mm -hmm. So like, how, how did you, you know, come to start Baffle and what has it grown to today? Well, I started it back in 2012 because I have four children that are on the spectrum of autism and they're not all diagnosed the same. Um, one of the things that I ran into back in 20, oh good Lord, that's too many years back thing. But one of the things that I ran back into then was services that are being provided that are inclusive as well as um, all under one roof, so to speak. Mm. And when I couldn't go out there and find these services, I wanted to develop an organization that could provide those type of services for someone, especially if you were like um, falling what they call in between the cracks financially. Okay. Yeah, because that's a precursor that a lot of the families today are even still experiencing. Uh, if they make above a certain pay grade, then the, obviously the insurance might not kick in to pay for certain things, then they're left stuck with okay now what do I do mm -hmm. and, and that was something that I personally experienced so I just wanted to make a difference in the community okay okay now you also have you know have your gala coming up don't you guys also have a movie mixer coming up with the uh, Infinity Wars if I'm not mistaken it's uh, April 27th Friday April 27th it's at the uh, Escape Theater on Blinken Baker Road and you guys are partnering with the peer group 
to have your movie mixer with the uh, Avengers Infinity Wars. Yes, yes we are. Uh, I am a peer group member, and that was something that um, uh, Moments to Remember had asked if they want to do something in that regards for us, and we were like, yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, we do have that coming up. Okay, and to my understanding, you guys have like a, a special conditions in the theater. It's like the lights won't be turned all the way off. And the sound won't be as, as loud as it normally is in a, in a normal movie there for the kids with autism. That is correct. Those are called sensory-friendly uh, movie endeavors. And that's something else that we're so proud that they are going to be doing that on our behalf. Okay. We allow the parents to be able to come there and not have to worry about so much of this, what we call the uh, meltdowns that can become from over-sensitization. Okay, good deal. Now, what can people buy tickets? One, to the uh, movie mixer and two to the gala. Okay, uh, to the movie mixer, it would be moments to remember. Uh, I think it's dot com. Uh, back dot com. Yeah. <laughs> says dot, dot co. Yeah, dot com. Uh, uh, baffle. Mm -hmm. And then uh, if you're wanting to purchase tickets for uh, the gala, it would be uh, brownpapertickets.com. Um, and then you would just type in baffle. Okay, so that's moments, the number two, remember, dot co backslash baffle b-a-f-o-l and you can buy tickets to the uh, infinity wars movie mixer and support a great cause but you should also show up to the uh to the gala and you want to go to brown paper bag brown paper tickets or, excuse me brown paper tickets.com and the search field type in baffle they'll pop up and you can get your tickets there Yes, and tickets right now are $38 opposed to the $45 at the door, which they said that they weren't going to do them uh, directly at the door. They're going to cut those tickets off like an hour before the oh, game wow. is going to take place. Okay, so you guys better hurry up and get those uh, tickets there. We can't get them at the doors. Hey, you got to get them now. And I, I would like to also mention that we are providing uh, 25 complimentary tickets, which technically is like two tickets per family to come to the gala for free. Um, there's a lot of family members out there that have contacted our office and wanted to come to the gala, but they're not able to financially. Oh, so we awesome. wanted to give back a little bit here. So, yeah, as long as they've got children between the ages of 8 and 17 that are on the spectrum of autism, they get to come for free. Hey, hey, so, hey, there you guys go. So, hey, definitely check out Baffle. They do great work in the community. You have two ways to support. I urge you to support both ways, but definitely one or the other. And if anybody wants to get in touch with Baffle because they have a child with autism or know somebody with autism, how do you get in touch with Baffle? Very easy. We have an 800 number. It's 833-8-AUTISM. Uh, website, www.bafol.org. And I want to put a shout out also to uh, whomever would like to give back a little bit. And if you can't give back and, you, and you're wanting to be compensated for your work, we're looking for someone that could assist us with selling tickets. Because we are a 100% volunteer ran and operated organization. Mm -hmm. We rely heavily upon people uh, showing their support in those regards. And please, please, please get in touch with us. We would love to hear from you. Yeah, there we go. Absolutely. And, you know, we're very excited. You know, j just like um, our good folks with Down Syndrome Louisville, the biggest thing about the Main Events 4 show that we love to do is just to make sure that we make it about more than just sports. It's, it's more than, you know, there's so many things going on in the community, uh, especially, uh, you know, around this time frame that we, uh, that, that we always try to make an effort 
to get our people involved. Uh, And that's what is the most important. The people are the most important thing. So we definitely appreciate you. Uh, Anything that we can do, if you have any additional events or anything upcoming, please, please, please come back. Uh, so you can tell us about it. So, so we can do. Okay, thank you. I'm gonna get my boogie on too. Though. Hey, 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 got to, got okay. to. <laughs> <laughs> this is Jazz for the Better Sports Show with Sean Haven and a special guest, Miss Booker for Autism in the Building. And we'll come back and we'll talk some more about some uh, college football, college basketball, and some big recruiting news as well too. All right, we're right back, Better Sports. on medicated ointment works fast to relieve the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation. It's amazing. It's like as soon as you put it on, you can feel it working. We've had Blue Star in the family for years. It works on everything. I love the cooling sensation on my athlete's foot. What a relief for my eczema. Nothing worked on my dry, cracked skin until I tried Blue Star. Blue Star is great for scalp itch. Look for the white box with the Blue Star in the first aid section. Feel Blue Star work fast or your money back. Hi, my name is Trinita Maddox, and I'm the owner of And This and That. I created a hairband, and it's called Clip and Go Hairbands. You can reach me at 502-235-2413, and you can also reach me on social media. Instagram is Instagram.com, C-L-I-P underscore N underscore G-O underscore H-A-I-R-B-A-N-D-S. On Facebook, you can also reach me under Clip. C-L-I-P hyphenated N-G-O-H-A-I-R-B-A-N-D-S. And you can also reach out to me and get a discount once you come through and let me know that you're calling from Main Event Sports. Main Event Sports. You will get a 5% discount on your first purchase. I look forward to you reaching out to me, and you have a great day. Eric was way behind on his taxes. I owed a lot of money to the IRS, almost $15,000. I tried to make payments. The IRS wasn't satisfied with Eric's efforts, so they came after him full force. They're coming to put a lien and a hold on all my income, my home, my car. I was just overwhelmed at what to do. Then Eric called Optima Tax Relief. When Optima Tax got involved, the calls would stop, the threats would stop. It was easy like, uh... One, two, three. Optima Tax Relief is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau, and their team of expert tax professionals took care of Eric's problem. I owe 15000 and now my debt is clean. I don't owe anything. Take Eric's advice. If you have a tax problem, you need to call Optima Tax now. Call Optima Tax Relief for a free consultation. Call 800-919-9077. 800-919-9077. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. We are back with Get Aboard Sports Show. Main event, your host, Haven Harrington and Rashawn Myers. And uh, me and Haven have been actually busy all week. And uh, this is the first time Haven and I have physically been tired all week. Man, we have been like, this week has just been so exhausting. We've actually gone out and uh, we took a vendor Holyfield, literally all around West Louisville. If you follow us on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, or you know our website, 
you know, you would have seen that, you know, Vandals was with us all week. We took him from everywhere to Lucretia's Kitchen. We took him down to uh, the Double Deuce on 26th and, uh, and Broadway to the Sports Bar and Grill. We took him to the Kentucky, the, the Kentucky College of Barbering. And we went all over the place introducing Evander to West Lowell. Yeah, I mean, it, it, you know what, and it was awesome. Um, you know, of course, they have the Jose Suleiman uh, World Invitational Tournament uh, for the, you know, welterweight, some of the best welterweight boxers around the world. Uh, that's going to be coming up on April 27th. So, um, you know, the, the main event sports show, that they, they uh, you know, of course, are good friends of the main event sports show. So, uh, you know, being able to take the champ around uh, the West End and then West Louisville and kind of having them reach out to the community and, and be a part of that is, is amazing. Uh, you know, just seeing the way Evander uh, uh, gets out there, and people get so excited to see him. I mean, you know, we we were out there at the gala last night, Haven, and you know, the, the champ. <laughs> he was he took every picture, shook every hand, signed every signed autograph, every autograph, did everything he could. He was letting people bite on his ear and everything. It was, <laughs> I mean, it's just awesome and, and and magical to see that. I think the marriage of Evander Holyfield and Real Deal Promotions with the city of Louisville. Um, you know, it's it's still early, but I think that it is it is a marriage that will last for a long time. I, I really do. Uh, and you know, with the the, the tireless work of uh, James Dixon and, and those guys at Louisville Top Notch TKO Boxing, uh, and and the up and coming stardom of uh, you know Carlos Dixon, Travis uh, Burke, and, 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 and Travis, Travis. Burgo, uh, who's going to be coming up. He's going to be having his debut. Uh, professional fight uh, on April 27th. Uh, it's just a very exciting time. It is. It is. They talk about exciting. Yesterday, while we were at the gala, we had a uh, little bit had their spring game. Yes. In front of thousands of fans at a beautiful night at Papa John's Cardinal Stadium. Now, we were unable to attend because you know, we were at the Gallup Gala uh, supporting the Down Syndrome of Louisville. But one of our favorite listeners, the Reverend, the great Reverend Frank Porter was there. And uh, you know, he was able to kind of take some notes and give us his thoughts on the spring game. Dr. Porter, you there? Yes, sir. What's going on, fellas? Man, doing good. Doc, man, how, how's everything going? Everything's going good, man. I, I just hope Jay, Jay has don't, uh, you know, call me too bad over the phone. <laughs> I think you're good. I think you're good. So, okay, uh, I appreciate that. Good, man. Why don't you give us like your thoughts and impressions on the spring game? Well, as you know, I mean, spring game is you, you kind of take with a grain of salt. Everything is so basic. Uh, they have a basic offense, basic defense. And uh, what I took away from it was that you had um, the the offense. Can you hear me now? Uh huh. Yeah, we got you. Okay. Well, well, the offense. It's kind of like they do just ran some basic plays. I think um, uh, for the most part. Uh, the pass was pretty good. I mean, I think he only missed two passes, and one of those was was a drop pass. Uh, no, I, I thought it was, was coming in uh, fast. Uh, but the other one did real good. They they were a little breaking it into a pocket pass there. Uh, well, you, you didn't see a lot of moving around. Uh, I mean, and granted, the uh, defense cannot touch the quarterback. But, um, I mean, his pass was of course. And the only problem I seen with pass was that he, he looked at his, uh, at his primary receiver he goes to a secondary receiver, but he looks right back at the primary receiver. So uh, the defense was able to get maybe a jump on some of those passes that he, uh, that he threw to his receivers. Um, Vance Patrick, 
he's going to do a lot. So, I mean, look out for their six, uh, Fitzpatrick. They have a breakout year. And uh, the, the, the offense, what they're doing now, being that Lamar doesn't run, I mean, being that Tyrus doesn't run like Lamar did, look for the tight end. They, they use Avery and they use Crump quite a bit in the, um, uh, in, the, in the game that was last night. Now, the lead for the end on the other hand is like the poor man's Lamar Jackson. I mean, some of these same mannerisms in the pocket, some of the same plays that Lamar ran, they ran for Malik Cunningham, and I mean, he is hiccup fast. Really? He doesn't have a strong arm like Lamar does, but I mean, he has some of the same moves that Lamar has, so it's kind of hard to keep him off the field. Now, uh, on defense, C.J. Avery is going to be good. The linebackers are going to be pretty good. I'm going to go out and say that right now. Second uh, is, uh is still young with uh, with, with uh, yeast, and then uh, the, the transfer uh, uh, the came out of Kennedy. What, what's his name? Uh, the, the, you're speaking of the uh, the transfer cornerback. Yes, yes. Uh, uh, PJ yes. Montebor. Okay, the cornerbacks. Yeah, you yeah, yeah, you have uh, you have Montibor, uh, the PJ Montibor, the uh, transfer from Oklahoma, and then you have uh, Roger Burns. Roger Burns from Ohio State. Burns, Burns, that's the young man. Yes. Uh, uh, Burns, it looks like Burns is gonna probably end up starting in Jair's uh, uh, his spot. Uh, Burns is very, very quick on the ball. Now they have a freshman. Um, um, that he was, uh, he was, uh, Burns put to Burns' teammate. Okay. Oh, and his name escapes me, but uh, um, but the linebackers are good. Yeah, and I don't know if the offensive line was so good or the defensive line was so bad. I mean, pass had all day. We could make a phone call either side if he had all day to <laughs> in the pocket. Yeah. Well, you know what? I mean, that, that, and that's the tough thing about uh, you know when you have. Uh, especially the spring game, if if the offense does too much or has too much domination, you wonder if the defense is, you know, if the defense is struggling and if the defense does too well, then you wonder if maybe the offensive line has question marks. And that's, you know, that's that's kind of one of the, uh, the the tough things about it. But, uh, you know, you would hope that if the the protection was, was that good, um, that it's more about being able to replace Jaron Christian uh, and, you know, the offensive line and, and being able to have those guys kind of step up um, were there any of the defensive line guys out there um, that, that did impress you at all? Well, Gigi Robinson looked pretty good. Um, and um, let's see. Um, now, Fubo Avery, uh, they, did a, they did some packages to where uh, he was on the line. He, he blitzed a little bit. But CJ Avery, to me, was the most viable player on the defense last night. Oh, wow. Well, CJ, I mean, CJ Avery looked really, really good. Now, let me, let me say this as well. Now, again, Derek uh, Patrick was absolutely fantastic. And, 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 and to be honest with you, uh, you know, being that Delanis was hurt, and then you had Jalen Smith that was hurt. But now, uh, well, well, Chief Wardwell, uh, I mean, somebody needs to invest in some hands with him. So, <laughs> I mean, uh, Pass was putting it right in. I mean, he was putting it right there. And the Pass has a lot of zip on his ball. So, for the most part, uh, Atwell had a little problems, but Dennis Patrick has, I mean, his hands are absolutely, he made a, he made a catch that should have been on uh, um, uh, ESPN. Oh, wow, really? Yes, I mean, because what happened was, passing the ball behind him, 
and he and he dealt it and caught it with one hand. Hmm. Okay. Man, yeah, that's I mean, yeah, Fitzpatrick, has, I mean, he is, he's a real deal. Yeah, I mean, that's Fitzpatrick really, I think, surprised a lot of folks last year uh, with just how good he was. Everybody knew that he red-shirted and sat out his first year at Louisville, but he was um, Louisville's top offensive recruit a couple of years ago, comes out as an all-ACC freshman uh, last year. What, scored, what, eight touchdowns, I believe, Haven, which was a freshman record. Uh, and, and now, you know, it sounds like he's stepping up to the next level. But I, I think that's probably the biggest feather in the cap for UofL. Is that, if you look at the receiving core, when you have Des Fitzpatrick returning, Jalen Smith decided to come back, who's, of course, sitting out this spring. You have, uh, you know, Seth Dawkins as well, who will be a, ju- a true junior this year. And then you have Mickey Crum and Kamari Averett at the tight end spots. I, I mean, I think that that's going to be absolutely the, you know, the, the if, you, if you're a Bobby Petrino offense, it's always been about being able to spread the field and have those studs to be able to feed the ball to. I think that that, that passing game is going to be lethal this year. Well, what's the passing game I'm worried about? My next question is about something I do have concerns about is uh, the running backs. Um, okay, let me say this, and I think a lot of this is by design. You know, Petrino pretty much kept all of his running backs out with the exception of about two or three running backs. So we really didn't see much of a running game. I, well, I take it back. Uh, uh, number 49, uh, uh, it, it, if I had a in front of me, I, I could kind of give you some names. But, you know, I, I think our running backs are going to be fine if they stay healthy. Okay. Yeah, see, and that was kind of my, um, one of the things I was kind of concerned with was the running backs, you know, and the defensive line. Because I know Bobby has said that the quarterback would not be the leading rusher on this year's team. And the running back would be the leading rusher. Because, you know, uh, we, I've had, I personally had some issues with the play calling in the past with them not getting the running backs enough touches to help relieve some of the pressure off Lamar. Uh, I know Puma is not quite the explosive runner that, you know, Lamar is, so I do expect running backs to get a lot more touches. Uh, let's just hope they can stay healthy and have, um, you know, some pretty good production. Well, you know, here's the thing. I mean, this team is extremely young. So, you know, if I was to say something to the fans, I think you better be patient uh, this year, and I think we're we a year away from really making some noise. Now, if if Petrino can win eight or nine games, and if he can maybe uh, have one loss in the ACC, he probably should be ACC Coach of the Year. I mean, again, this team is extremely young, and you're right as far as the running backs are concerned. Uh, we, you know, we have uh, uh, Dave Williams. Uh, then we also have uh, the young man that uh, number 33 that got hurt last year. Uh, yeah, Colin you know, Wilson. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, Colin, Colin Wilson, and you have Trey, you have Trey Smith. You know, we, we have a pretty good set of running backs. Again, the key is for them to stay healthy because the wild pass is going to take us back to Bobby Petrino 1.0 with that pocket passer, and, he, and then he has plenty of weapons. Seth Dawkins looked good last night. Uh, uh, actually, Bagley didn't look too bad neither. Oh, really? Yeah, and, and, me. and I think that that's, that's that right there is the biggest thing. I mean, because, you know, a lot of people are, are kind of worried about um, you know the, the the running backs being able to be uh, good enough, 
you know, and, and you know, Will Louis will be able to do some of the same things that they were able to do last year. But I really do think that Bobby is going to try to get back to more of spreading the, the spreading the love around uh, and being able to utilize all spaces of the field. And if they can get, you know, utilize the tight ends more and utilize the screen game and get back to more of that traditional pocket passing uh, type of ideal, then I think that the running backs that Lua will have will be able to, you know, exploit that and, you know, be able to get up the field. I, I think that they did a good job when they did go eye formation and just hand the ball off to like Malik Williams uh, or, or the other running backs. Uh, I thought they did a good job with it. It was just one of those things where that wasn't necessarily Louisville's offense over the last couple of years. With having, you know, the talent of Lamar Jackson, I can't disagree with that. But, but, but Frank, I believe that they are going to get back to doing some of those things that we saw the first time around with Petrino, don't you think? I absolutely, because one thing about it also is don't be surprised to see some two tight end set because when you have Mickey Crum or Avery, either, both of them are good blockers. And you may see uh, a tight end going to the flat. Uh, you also may see the uh, XY and the, and the Z receivers, and maybe a, a single running back set. Because uh, from what I'm from what I'm hearing is Dave Williams is an excellent uh, receiver oh, wow. in the backfield. So I guess my last question is: I know that you have an event to get to soon, so I don't want to hold you up too much longer. What's your overall thoughts on the defense? I know it's spring practice and you really can't take too much from it you know gauging you know defensive play calling aggressiveness and things of that nature but you, know, you can gauge like how they're tackling was arm tackling or you know how the guys look do you think the defense looks improved over last year's unit well you know to be honest with you we won't we won't really miss uh james Hans. we won't miss uh trayvon uh trayvon uh, young um we need somebody who's got some dog in them. I mean, you know, G.G. Robinson, he's, I mean, he, he, he's decent. And uh, I think we had a transfer from Mississippi uh, uh, that, that, that looks good as well. My, my thing is on the defense is that this defense is only going to go as well as the front four. Because, you know, now you're running the 4 3, so the, the linebackers have a little bit more freedom. And, and if the secondary can actually keep the receiver in front of them, they're going to be good, but it that depends on if the front four can, can bring pressure on the quarterback. Because from what I see yesterday, and again, I know it's a basic defense, so I don't know what type of packages that Van Gordon is going to bring uh, into, uh, into uh, fall practice. But if, if, if we don't get no pressure on, on the quarterback, now I've got my tickets going down to Orlando. It's going to be a long game. Yeah, and I think most people expect that to be a long game. This is probably for it's interesting to me, Frank, because it seems like even though you know you have Alabama, the 800-pound gorilla of uh, college football, waiting for you at the first game, it seems like Louisville fans are very, very relaxed. Like I don't feel any angst. I don't feel uh, like everybody is. It, just in the as far as the season in general, it seems like everybody is a little bit more relaxed. I don't know if it's because Alabama's on the schedule, so they pretty much expect a loss coming. If that's kind of the, taking the pressure off, yeah, that's it's it. interesting. Vegas has us as a thirty-one point dog <laughs> to Bama. Thirty-one point dog to Bama. There's no stress in that game. If you can lose by like twenty-one points, it, it will be considered victory. Um, I, I tell you what, and, 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 and you know, you know, I'm, I'm red, black all the way. You know, <laughs> I'll be, I'll be red until I'm dead, man. But 
man, we are so young, man. Alabama might end up covering it. I, I, as much as I hate to say it, I would love to be proven wrong. But, but I, I was looking on the sidelines, and I mean, it, it, I mean, some of those guys, they look like college. They look like college players. When you look on the sidelines as far as Alabama, those are grown men. <laughs> No, absolutely, absolutely. But I, I will tell you guys. Alabama was young, too. In my opinion, and I totally agree with, with you, Frank, about the front four being so important to, you know, what Louisville has as far as success. And that's starting with Alabama all the way on through. I think the guys need someone to step up a lot the way, you know, similar to the way Lorenzo Malden, especially right. as a junior, kind of stepped up and became that leader and that voice and, and became that dog that led the team. And I think that – to me, Haven, the guy that I think Louisville's going to need to step up huge, and I think he will, is Jonathan Grenard. Like, like Jonathan Grenard has that type of mentality. He has that type of passion. We saw him after the Boston College game when Louisville lost that game. Oh, he was heated. And that intensity that I saw from him showed great leadership. He was very well spoken, and he was, you know, he was embarrassed by that, but he felt the need to be the guy to be that voice. And I think that John Grenard is going to be a guy who steps up big time this year. And if they can get that leadership out of him, I think the defense will be a lot better for him. Real, real quick, fellas, now, now that's the key right there. Grenard looked great last night, but I'm telling you, C.J. Avery, watch him. C.J. Avery is the man, I'm telling you. There we okay, go. Porter, we'll go step out to a break. We'll come back with Sean and Haven. We'll talk a little bit more. We're going to talk about some NBA playoff. Donovan Mitchell. Hmm. Big news. Rookie. We'll see what happens. Made him in sports. Okay. Walgreens because I'm not feeling my best. My allergies are giving me an itchy nose, watery eyes, and sneezing. Luckily, Walgreens is right around the corner to help me find the right allergy relief fast. With a wide variety of Walgreens brand allergy products, I find effective relief I can trust. So, even when allergy season is at its worst, Walgreens is there to help me feel my best. Walgreens, trusted since 1901. Now with card, buy one eligible Walgreens brand health and wellness product, get one of equal or lesser price half off through April 14th. Use as directed. Hey, my name is Trinita Maddox, and I'm the owner of And This and That. I created a hairband, and it's called Clip and Go Hairbands. You can reach me at 502 502- Two three five two four one three, and you can also reach me on social media. Instagram is Instagram.com C L I P underscore N underscore G O underscore H A I R B A N D S. On Facebook, you can also reach me under Clip C L I P hyphenated N G O H A I R B A N D S, and you can also Reach out to me and get a discount once you come through and let me know that you're calling from Main Event Sports. Main Event Sports. You will get a 5% discount on your first purchase. I look forward to you reaching out to me, and you have a great day. Back with your main event. Jay Harris and Rashawn Myers and David Harrington join us. 776-1350 is how you get at us. And had a great time uh, the last couple of days, Have, and uh, I'm so excited, man. I, but you know what? What's so good about the uh, weekend, Have? Sunday morning. Church. Love it. Love it. We, all, we went to Big Papa's Church, Greater Friendship Baptist Church, about what, about mm. a month ago? Yeah, went to the ship. 
Oh, man, we had a great time at Greater Friendship Baptist Church. You want yes, us, we did. Well, maybe it's for us to come and fellowship with you guys at your church service. Call us here at the station, 776-1350. We'll come and fellowship with you guys. Get a chance to meet you guys one-on-one with the great one with the Main Event Sports Show. All right, Haven, Rashawn, Donovan, Mitchell. Hey, i tell you what, man. Just an unbelievable ending to the season. Of course, the playoffs start uh, today. Um, everything's getting going. But, but Donovan Mitchell, man, he the, the, the back and forth haven between he and Ben Simmons it's over classic. the last couple weeks. You know, it's classic. Awesome. The hoodie he was wearing, uh, wearing it said rookies. Yes. I mean, the man's been trolling Ben Simmons for like a good month now. Hey, he needs to because Ben Simmons has been throwing shade at Mitchell all year long. And, and, you know, Donovan Mitchell has had one of the great rookie seasons of the last 20 to 25 years. And, and you know, I, I, it's very interesting to me. Everybody's kind of been going with this whole, well, Ben Simmons isn't a real rookie, so he shouldn't win it. And I necessarily don't like that argument because I feel as if yeah, they're almost saying, well, Ben Simmons is having – a better year, but he should be considered for the award because he's not a real rookie. Well, no, he, technically, you know, he did sit out for a year. He he hasn't played, so I think he is a rookie. But he has practice. That's first of all. He has practice, and, and, you know, I think Donovan made a good analogy. He said, well, you know, if you had a whole year to practice for an exam, you know, and, and you got to practice and, and do it over and over and over again, then you come out and you're ready to, to, to do finally do that test after a year of waiting, you're probably going to do pretty good if you have the talent to. And he said, you know, the difference between what he's doing and what I'm doing is the fact that I had to come basically straight off of a college court and, you know, perform. And I agree with him to that. And I think that there is some some validity to that argument. There's a lot of validity to the argument. But just based purely on his abilities and what he's been able to accomplish. It's insane. It's, I mean, it's, it's a great season regardless. Like, I don't even think that that has to be your argument is that, well, Ben Simmons isn't a real rookie because I think that Donovan, really, you know, in my opinion, really truthfully had the better season. I mean, on, on stats alone, Donovan can make a tremendous argument for being rookie of the year. Oh, I mean, he I mean Utah was predicted to be, what, like 10th or 11th in the West? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, almost dead last. I mean, a lot, a lot of folks had them, like, almost dead last in the West. Coming off a year. And now look at them. Coming off a year where the Utah Jazz lose Gordon Hayward, Joe Johnson, uh, George Hill. George Hill, who starred for the Cavaliers. Joe Johnson, who's playing a big-time role for the Houston Rockets off the bench. And, uh, you know, of course, uh, Gordon Hayward, who was their star of stars. You know, the Utah Jazz weren't expected to do anything. They finished fifth in the West, okay? Uh, they have an amazing season. Donovan Mitchell is the leader of that team offensively. He's the guy that they give the ball to in the fourth quarter, which is unheard of by any rookie. I mean, he's, I believe, third in the league in terms of points in the fourth quarter as a rookie. Like, literally That's what huge. he's doing offensively has never happened. But not only that, Haven, until the last game of the year, this is crazy. Like, like this is even bigger than to me in his offense, and and averaging twenty point five points per game, and having one of the I believe the third best offensive rookie season uh, since at least two thousand. Okay, defensively, he was rated number one on his team in the Utah Jazz in terms of defensive win share percentage. Okay, and if you want if you want to know what defensive win share percentage is, it basically means the percentage of possessions for his team where he he causes either a stop gets a defensive rebound, gets a deflection, uh, a, a block shot, or a steal, okay? He was leading his team. No rookie 
have ever led a number one rated defensive team. The Utah Jazz are, were rated the number one defensive team in the NBA. Okay, mm. and Donovan Mitchell was leading that. No rookie, including Bill Russell, had ever done that. Like literally, ever done that. Donovan Mitchell had an opportunity to do something that no rookie had ever done defensively. They ended up in the last game getting uh, blown out by the. Uh, Portland Trailblazers, mm -hmm. so they did unfortunately drop to number two, and Donovan actually fell right behind Rudy Gobert by a percentage point in terms of uh, defensive ranking on the team. But still, to get that close to doing something defensively that no rookie had ever done before is amazing. So I mean, it is amazing. The offensive side of what Donovan Mitchell did, and look at how good he is defensively. He's the team's best perimeter defender and their best offensive player. That is unbelievable. Like Ben Simmons plays zero defense, like at all. And I know we're in this, this you know, triple-double happy world right now. Russell Westbrook's done it twice. People look at Ben Simmons. They understand the talent of how good he can be down the road and how he is, quote-unquote, the heir apparent maybe to LeBron James. Some people think that. But I think that that hype combined with the fact that he has been playing well, Philadelphia is finally doing something, uh, I think that plays into it. But I think Donovan Mitchell, just on his numbers, don't forget He's a rookie. He's not a rookie in that whole argument. I personally think that Donovan Mitchell has had the better season. When you look at the fact he's doing that at about 6'2 6'3", where Ben Simmons is a 6'11 point guard, I, I mean, I think that Donovan Mitchell's had the better year personally. You know what? I would agree. I would disagree with you, but I can't. I can't. I want to disagree with you, but I can't. But I will say this. If Ben Simmons wins a rookie of the year, I would not be disappointed. Absolutely not. Because he's had a tremendous season. And what he's done at, with the 76ers is just outstanding. I mean, it's just outstanding for a guy that big and that long to play that well. And this is like, this is a, a trillion times better than the Ben Simmons to LSU. Yeah, this is like I, a completely different dude out there on the court. Now, Ben Ben is working his act. To take the Philadelphia 76ers from, you know, not making the playoffs in, in a good little while, I believe since Allen Iverson was on the team, where it might have been Andre Iguodala. That's a, a, a little while. a long time ago. And, and to get them finally back into the playoffs. Uh, and but not only in the playoffs, but third. in contention. They, they beat that. They finished with a better record than Cleveland. Yeah, I mean, but, yeah, this is like one of the strongest teams in the Eastern Conference. But I will say, and with that Kyrie not coming back, with, with the, the and, and for the, the Celtics, this this to, this is going to be very very competitive. To me, the biggest difference is Utah had to ride Donovan Mitchell to get to the playoffs to even get there. Ben Simmons had Joel Embiid. Ben Simmons had uh, JJ Redick. Ben Simmons has, uh, you know, a, a lot of very good veteran players. Dario Saric, another top five uh, dra NBA draft pick. He has uh, uh, Mario Bellinelli, who came over via the trade. They have a very good team. Like, Philly is a stacked squad. People, I know some people may not have been paying attention to Philly, and they may, you know, they hear this Ben Simmons, Ben Simmons, but he has a team. Well, the thing is, like, the 76ers have been building their team with young players yes. through a draft. Yes. And they took their lumps early. They said trust the process. Yeah, they did. And they took their lumps early. They had Joel Embiid and a bunch of bums. Then they add another couple of pieces through the next round of draft. Then next year they add some more pieces. And now they have a squad. Now they have a squad that's in contention. And like I said, especially now that Kyrie Irving can't play, that he's done. I mean, this opens up, you know, a... Watterson Expressway size lane 
you know, to the Eastern Conference Finals. And the only team that may be in the way now actually may be the Celtics or the Raptors. I mean, but, it's, it's but a, I'm not I'm not a firm believer in the Raptors. It's just I think it's they're a regular season team. Yeah, it's something about the Raptors. I, I'm just not feeling them. The Cleveland Cavaliers. You know what? It's all it's, it's LeBron and a bunch of dudes. And I'm not sure LeBron can play at a super high level throughout the entire playoffs. Because one thing one thing about the NBA playoffs, it lasts forever. <laughs> The NBA playoffs last like all so long. It will not be done. It starts today, April the fourteenth, and it will not be over with until mid June. Just think about that. The it's, NBA playoffs literally last two months. It's forever. <laughs> the NBA, it lasts it's, forever. It's insane. And I'm not sure that LeBron can keep that because if LeBron does not score at least forty points a game. Cleveland's in trouble. But you know what I love about it, though, this year? Uh, because we talked about the Raptors, and we, we, we don't it's necessarily parody. think about them. You know, you don't know what's going to happen with the Boston Celtics. Terry Rozier, former Louisville Cardinal. All eyes are on him because he's going to have to run that team to, for the Celtics to have any hope of even making it back to the Eastern Conference Finals. But, I mean, you, you look at the how wide open it is in the East. Is it going to be Simmons and the Sixers being able to upset the Cleveland Cavaliers? Will the Cavs get back as a four seed? Uh, you know, will the Raptors finally get it done? Uh, you know, you have a team like the Washington Wizards sitting in eighth. Of course, I'm in Mark Bacon's squad. But, you know, John Wall finally coming back and getting healthy. Can they push the Raptors in a first-round playoff series? No, but uh, John Wall so, back. You don't know. I, don't know. I, I think you could have to, you have an opportunity for upsets there. I mean, you have the Milwaukee Bucks and Giannis Antetokounmpo. And what can they do now that Jabari Parker is healthy? Uh, you know, they have, uh, you know, a, a lot of pieces there now that they are finally healthy as well. So, I mean, I love how wide open it is in the East, but it's not only the East. Hayden, it's the West. In the West, too. Especially you have now. Steph Curry's hurt. Not, he's, now, he's hurt, but that, that opens it up. Yeah. Because I, I'm going to say this. I know Kevin Durant is like, you know, a superstar. I, I, I get that. But without Steph Curry, that is a completely different team. That is not the same team without Steph Curry. Because what Steph Curry does, because he has a limited three-point shooting range, he forces the defensive man to start guarding him at, at, at midcourt when he brings the ball up. You know, you have to guard Steph almost at midcourt. And what that does is that creates spacing all over the floor for guys like Draymond, for guys like Klay Thompson, for guys like Kevin Durant to do what they do because he can extend that defense like no other player in the NBA can extend that defense. Like, like here's a stat for you. Klay mm-hmm. Thompson shoots a 45% from the three-point line, which is ungodly. For as many threes as he shoots, to shoot at 45% from the NBA three-point line is outstanding. Yeah. But without, without Steph Curry, he stood at a superhuman average 35%. That's a 10% difference because Steph isn't there to spread out that defense for you. And then that's huge. Oh, it, it makes all the difference. And, the, and you, can see, you can see the record when Steph went out. Golden State has not been that dominant. I mean, they've been good. But they're not like the dominant team. But you know what? And, and it's very interesting and it – it played out a little bit today because the, the Warriors did open versus San Antonio Spurs with a 113-92 kind of domination uh, of the Spurs. Now, of course, the Spurs don't have Kawhi Leonard. Uh, we know that they are not who they have been. Uh, you know, the, the years of Tim Duncan and Tony Parker and those guys have gone by the wayside. LaMarcus Aldridge has played 
pretty well this year. But they're, they're not the same team. But the Warriors, I think, wanted to come out and make a statement. And this is the thing that we have to wonder. Because we, we've all heard the fact that, well, the Warriors don't really care about the regular season. They'll just turn it on and become their regular dominant selves. People don't necessarily want to hear that. And I think that because the fact that they finished second in the West behind the Houston Rockets, uh, you know, people kind of believe, okay, well, maybe they've taken a step back. Maybe somebody can beat them. But they came out today, and they put the beat down on the now, Spurs. Now, here's the thing, though. The Spurs – Without Kawhi Leonard, it's not the Spurs. Yeah, because he is that team. Hey, but you know what? It's amazing the fact that Kawhi is the team. Made, I mean, they, they haven't had Kawhi Leonard play one game, I believe, this year. It's great, and, and the fact that Popovich still gets those guys to the playoffs and a sixth seed in the West—that's coaching. Yeah, that's that's coaching because without Kawhi Leonard, look at their the offense. Because on we're not. Let's be honest, without Kawhi Leonard, their offense is trash. Yeah, I mean, Kawhi Leonard was an MVP candidate last year. I mean, you, you could everything. Give it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was him and James Harden and Russell Westbrook. And Kawhi Leonard had one of the, you know, the most efficient, great offensive seasons that we've ever seen. So, I mean, to be able to lose a guy like that, you know, you didn't have really Tony Parker that much this year. Manu Ginobili is like 85,000 years old. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you know, Manu Ginobili is like a million years old. Tony Parker's like, I'm 44. Tony <laughs> Parker's like 55. I mean, that's like a lethal weapon four. You know what I'm saying? When you got old Mel Gibson, old Danny Glover. You know what I'm saying? For some reason, Joe Pesci has like a blonde, like buzz cut. It's just like, it's it's a long way from where they came from. And it's an first, old team. They're still finding a way to get it done. They made it, but I, I think the Warriors, it's going to be a little bit too much. I love all the additions that the Warriors made. Quinn Cook, the former Duke Blue Devil, uh, you know, that he played amazing. First, he got a 10-day contract. Then he got signed to the end of the year. And then he ended up playing so well that they've given him a two-year deal. Okay, they actually got rid of Omar Caspi, who was a very valuable reserve to be able to sign Quinn Cook as a permanent player on the team. And Omar Caspi is a very good player. Nice reserve, uh, small forward for them. But they, they believe in what Quinn Cook did so much. And this is the crazy thing, Hayden. When Steph comes back, now you have a true point guard that can come off the bench for the Warriors. So the scary thing is they could be even better. Jordan Bell, the rookie from Oregon, he's looked very good as a reserve for Draymond Green. I mean, they have a team that is just, if all their pieces get back, we already know how good they are. If they can get back and, you know, turn it around in time, I think that it'll be huge moving forward. But it will be interesting to see. I mean, the Houston Rockets look like they're ready to do some things. Clint Capella, the big guy for them, was like the perfect dude to put around James Harden and Chris Paul. Like, Clint Capella has probably been the best big man in the Western Conference for the new NBA, for the pick-and-roll happy, you know, kind of, having your big man be able to run the floor and do all those other things and as a non-true post-up player, he's been dominant for that team. So, I mean, the Houston Rockets, we want to see what they can do. Of course, Zyvon Mitchell and the Jazz are going to be taking over, taking on probably the team that was the most disappointing in the regular season, even though they did finish strong, uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder. Man, you know, they, they have been disappointing. I mean, now, that's a team that everybody expected to make, like, some serious, serious People noise. People thought they were going to be at, at worst second place yeah. behind the, the Golden State Warriors coming into the season. But it just really has not clicked like that. I mean, you know, Carmelo Anthony started out the season kind of sucky. He, he got better. He got better, but now it seems like he's, he's regressing. You know, but here's the thing. It's like Wayne has, outside of his, like, maybe his first two or three seasons in the league, 
when has Carmelo Anthony like really been that dude we expected him to be come out of Syracuse? Well, yeah, I think I think this is the first time Carmelo's ever made the playoffs. I, 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 I like, <laughs> for as great as he's been, I really no, no, so believe that's this is like, the first time he's ever made the playoffs. No, so that's what I'm saying. It's like outside of his first two or three years when he came out of Syracuse, he was dominant. Yeah, he's been just like. A, no, I mean, he's, he's like a big name player. He scores, but it's like it's like that the whole question of if a tree falls in the woods, does it make a sound? Yeah. Because he's played on these terrible Knicks teams. He played on a bunch of terrible Nuggets teams. He was always the the focal point of big trades. He was in a big trade heading to New York. Uh, he was in a big trade when he came out here to Oklahoma City. Uh, he's always been linked with big trades with a lot of teams. I remember the Cleveland Cavaliers were looking at him. Uh, you know, he took, of course, the $200 million. He was the first $200 million man with the Knicks, uh, you know, a couple years back. So he's always been the focal point of being this great player. But this is literally the first time he's ever made the playoffs. And I think the fact that you're trying to mix, people, you know, thought it was just going to be this amazing marriage of him, Paul George, Russell Westbrook in Oklahoma City. I, th- I My biggest issue with that was always the fact there's not going to be enough basketball for to keep all these guys happy. And Carmelo's had to kind of fall into this role of being the quote-unquote Chris Bosh. You know, everybody remembers. Uh. Remember, everybody remembers when you know LeBron goes to Miami. It was Bosh and Wade and and, and LeBron, but Bosh had to kind of become this support. It wasn't. It wasn't. Bosch. It was Wade, LeBron, and then that tall dude who, who looks like the Predator. And right. Well, I mean, and, and that's what Bosh had to become. And Bosh was a guy, a twenty ten and five guy with the Toronto Raptors, but that was kind of the role that he had to fill. And Carmelo ended up becoming that Chris Bosh dude, having to do the support things. And with a guy who's always made his, you know, made his hay on having the ball in his hands, being a volume shooter, being a guy who dominates a team, it has been a very difficult transition for him. And I think I mean, it has to be hard because he has to be Robin. Yeah. I mean, he's been Batman his entire career. Not a very he's good Batman. Not, not a very good Batman, but he's always been Batman. Right. But now he has to be Robin, and he has to understand his place as Robin. And it's hard. It's like, that's what makes teams like Golden State just that much more magical. Right. Because those guys understand Super talented the roles. Guys, they all fit. Yeah, they, they all fit. They understand the roles they play. Clay Thompson knows I'm not the number one dude here. I'm a supporting cast. I mean, look, look at Kevin Durant. Draymond Green, who's a beast. Yeah. Who is, and I've said this for years, he's the true heart. Of the Golden State Warriors. Without Draymond Green, Golden State is nowhere near as good because he can do it all, but he knows his lane. I mean, Kevin Durant needed to be, I mean, excuse me, um, Carmelo Anthony Anthony needed to do what Kevin Durant was able to do uh, for the, uh, you know, when he left from the Thunder heading to the Golden State Warriors. That's what Carmelo needed to do heading to Oklahoma City because Kevin Durant averaged 28.5 points per game for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Okay, he came over to the Golden State Warriors, and his points per game average only went down one point. He went from 28 points per game to 27 points per but game. But it's how he, he scored his points. He did it on seven less shot attempts yeah. per game than what he was doing with OKC. That is amazing to take seven shots off of your daily production and to be able to still come out with that type of point output. He became very efficient. And that's not something that we've ever thought of with Carmelo Anthony as being a very efficient player. He's not. And that has been where his struggles been. He's, like, he's, he's like a running back. You know, some people talk about running backs who the more they get the ball, the more effective they are. That's kind of the player that Carmelo is. So to ask him to do like this whole efficient thing, it just has to be He can be efficient if you play within the system. No, he uh, can't, uh, if he uh, played with the he's never system. shown that type of efficiency, and that's the problem. And, and that's the issue. And, and that's, that's the why issue. I, that's why I think the Thunder have been, you know, a, a, a kind of a disappointment. So it's going to be very interesting to see can the Jazz 
you know, who are leaning on this rookie, Donovan Mitchell, and, and, a, and a team that doesn't have a bunch of offensive guys. It'll be interesting to see, can the three uber-superstar guys of Westbrook, George, uh, Paul George, and Carmelo Anthony, will they beat this kind of workman-like, defensive, rookie-led team? You know, Utah? I think that's going to be one of the most interesting. It's going to be very interesting because teams who play together as teams and understand team concepts can a lot of times outdo the superstars. And you see that with San Antonio. Yeah. There's not any superstars left in San Antonio now that Kawhi Leonard's gone. Yeah. But they know how to play as a team, and they can still win at a, at a high rate, and they can make the playoffs. Now they're going to get dusted, <laughs> but they can make the playoffs. Hey, we're, we're going to see what happens. It's gonna be a, we'll have plenty of time to talk about the playoffs, but uh, it's going to be interesting to watch these first-round matchups get rolling. And you know what? I want to thank everybody for tuning in to the Million Sports Show. Before we go and sign off, just remember, Without any struggle, there is no progress. Have a great day. We love you, Lord. Thank you for being who you are. We love We believe in West Louisville, America's home for rhythm and gospel. WLOU Louisville, W2858D. It's music that makes you feel good. Everybody out there, clap your hands, come on. Uh, look at your neighbor, tell them, don't put no limits on God. Let go, go. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Here we go. You can have what you ask if you will win.